Hi everyone, welcome to my den and uh, welcome back to Explore, our weekly Bible study. This week, we're, uh, we, once a month, we try to have a night class for those who aren't able to make it during the day. And so this week is that week. This Thursday, we'll come together via Zoom and have a discussion about today's text that we're looking at. We've been going through the book of Genesis, as you know. Pastor Tony led you through some discussion last week. I'm going to take us now to Genesis chapter 4. It's not very long, so I'll just read it out loud. Hopefully you've had it, uh, will have a chance before our discussion to reread it to yourself and come up with some questions. Great. It's great when we all come with our different ideas and thoughts on what the text is about because we all learn to grow from that. So I'll read through it. I'll stop along the way, make some comments, and then end with some questions. And as always, the true fruit of wrestling with Scripture happens when we all talk about it together. So the story is Genesis chapter 4, as I said, the very uplifting story of one brother, Cain, murdering his, other, his brother, Abel. And it goes like this. Now the man knew his wife, Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have produced a man with the help of the Lord. Next, she bore his brother Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of the sheep and Cain a tiller of the ground. Now, it, 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 in a different world as this very early world would have been, what the author is really saying here, it's kind of the first division between in some ways, what we would say, someone who lives in the city and someone who lives in the country. We know that that comes with a difference of, often a difference of opinions in terms of government, in terms of uh, issues that we support or don't support. And so here in Genesis, we kind of get the first kind of division of what is it that you do with your life? Uh, Abel, keeper of the sheep, Cain, tiller of the ground. Uh, in the course of time, came Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. So he, here's our first offering back to God of what he produced. And Abel, for his part, brought the firstlings of his flock, their fat portions. And the Lord had regarded for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So for whatever reason, the author is telling us that Abel's uh, firstlings of the flock and their fat portions, he liked more than uh, Cain's offering of the fruit of the ground. Uh, quite honestly, no concept of what that's all about. Haven't researched this lately, um, but for whatever reason, the Lord seems to be offering or accepting uh, Abel, Abel's offering more than Cain's. Uh, so Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is lurking at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. So be really curious on Thursday to hear what you think about that, that part of the passage. Why is it that the Lord would be uh, in favor of one, but not of the other offering? Cain then says to his brother Abel, 
Let us go out to the field. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? And he said, now listen to this. This is really important. And in my opinion, one of the most critical parts of this text. The Lord says, where is your brother Abel? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? I think that's a huge part of the text because you can sense the sarcasm coming from Cain. Am I my brother's keeper? And you could argue that the rest, I mean, here's where that story takes place. The rest of the Bible could be, and we could argue that the whole point is, the answer to that question is yes. Yes, you are your brother's keeper. And the Lord said, what have you done? Listen. There's another important word, listen. Your brother's blood is crying out. The Hebrew word for crying out is, or to cry is sa'ag. And time and time again, what we see from God is that almost everything begins with a cry and someone else hearing that cry. And God right away is showing us that God responds when God hears Sa'ag, the cry of God's people. We see it with Moses, that God responds. He says to Moses, and we'll come to that uh, whenever we get to Exodus down the road, but God, I, God says to Moses, I have heard your people's cry. So it always, always for God seems to start with the cry, and that's when God answers. Listen, your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground, and now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it will no longer yield to you its strength. You will be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Today you have driven me away from the soil and I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth and anyone who meets me may kill me. Then the Lord said to him, not so. Whoever kills Cain will suffer sevenfold vengeance. And the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who came upon him would kill him. Then Cain went away and settled, excuse me, then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, which then, uh, comma, east of Eden. East of Eden. If you go back to uh, the book of, uh, or the earlier chapter in where we see Adam and Eve, uh, in chapter 3, verse 24, we see that when God kicks them, uh, drove the man and uh, drove out the man, and at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim and a sword flaming and turning to guard the way to the tree of life. So when God removes uh, man from the Garden of Eden, he places them east of the garden. And now we see that 
uh, Cain is out east also of Eden. In other words, um, Cain settles in a land where things are not what they're supposed to be. That's kind of the whole point of East of Eden. Some of you may remember the old James Dean movie, East of Eden. Tony, I'm sure you don't. But uh, uh, East of Eden, it's, it, the whole point is we're in a world where things are not exactly how God designed it. And all throughout the scripture, we'll see, especially in the book of Genesis, people are always moving further east. And what does that mean? What does that mean in, in terms of what the author is trying to tell us? Um, so I'm not going to answer that question. I want us to talk about it. I also want us to talk about the question, am I my brother's keeper? Um, again, argue the whole rest of this book is saying yes. What does that, what does that mean? I'd also like to talk some about the fact that it's, it's really our first difference in terms of what these two brothers do for a living or where they settle. Some, one settles with the sheep and one settles with the land. So a uh, different economy, different way of life, kind of sets the uh, mindset of what, how we live today, different people doing different things in different places with different beliefs. What do we take from this story? Um, and it's, it's fight over land. It's really the first fight, first war, even though it's between two people, first fight over how do we use the land? Um, so there's lots in this. I'll be anxious to see where our conversation takes us. And then finally, last thing I'd like us to talk about is what does it mean that God shows us that one, God always hears the cry of the oppressed and two, in order to hear the cry, what do we need to do? Be like God and listen. So I'll be anxious to talk with all of you on Thursday. I look forward to it. We'll see you Thursday night, 7 o'clock.